You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads Agency. Hello, hello. So this is going to be a little bit of a different video. This is going to be more talking about general media mixes and how to think about other channels. Now, I'm no expert in terms of how all the other channels function. There's so many, so it's impossible to be one. But I like to use this sort of framework as a way to better understand how you can leverage different mediums and how sort of Google fits into this process. So I call this, and like I said, I'm sorry if this term was already coined, but um, I call this the audience demand pyramid. I like to think of it as you have your smaller audience up here and your larger audience down here and the mediums associated with that audience or the strategy behind it. The first section up here I like to look at, which is the ready to buy section. So this small triangle up here, which is where a lot of media buyers are in right now, where I think most are regardless of what's marketing, they're probably in these. If you're an e-com based company, I would say Amazon ads would be a really good one. And then also Google ads. You can also say this as well for service-based industries based on search on Google. However, you may, they're just the ready to buy people. Now, this is a really good area because number one, it's going to find those people that have already been warmed up, whether or not they're just in the market for it, whether they know another brand, but they don't like the brand and they're looking for a different brand, whatever it may be. This is sort of the, I guess, the battlegrounds you could say of marketing as a whole. It's really good because you can capture that demand, but it's also very competitive, meaning that you're going to have all these other brands that are wanting to do the same exact thing because the whole point of Google search is that someone is looking up a product or service that they want or need, and you're able to be there right when they want you to, or right when they're looking for someone that fulfills your service or product. This is a really good area to test for new brands, I think, because you don't lean too much into the broad awareness. You get right to the end of things where you're like, hey, how does my product match up against all the other competitors? Am I too expensive? Is this not a product that anyone wants? Or is my conversion rate on my site terrible? Whatever it may be, you can stay on low budgets and not have to really do like bulk large audiences to try to figure out if anyone even wants to buy a product or service or not. So I think this is a really good area to start for a lot of people and then sort of branch out into the next area here, which goes into the general interest. So someone that maybe knows about the service or product, but is not yet in need of it, or is still in the research phase of it, trying to get an idea about it. These two kind of blend a little bit together. I put Facebook here just because this is not necessarily capturing what people are searching as much as Google is. It's more of, hey, you're in this audience. We think you're interested in this. Here's a product. It's more interruptive. It's not as demand-focused, I guess you could say. And then I would also say like Google kind of fits into this realm as well, too. You can argue that YouTube's kind of in that if using conversion-based bidding, but I believe that's kind of in the next section here, and we'll talk about that in a second. Interest space, like I said, this is where I would say majority of advertisers are in kind of these two areas mainly, at least when they're performance-based, just because they're more geared towards... Like I said, the actual demand along with just the interest of the user, not necessarily trying to build the interest, which is perfect because with conversion-based bidding, you take care of that and you're able to build off that data and then you end up having a large audience pool. And I've found people that are, you know, large brands as well, publicly traded that are really in this realm right here and are totally fine with the audience size. They don't even need to go to this other. They still have space that can grow within the interest and they're ready to buy just because of how large, you know, these platforms are. Just kind of, you know, my two cents on the first two. Now, the third one, which is way larger, is the targeted awareness. Now, I think of this as outbound YouTube. This could be focused on views. This could be focused on even conversions in some cases based on and if it's an affinity audience or if it's like, you know, more specifically like a DSK, which I would say would maybe more in the interest side of things. But you can even go into like connected TV, for example. 
meta or Facebook ads, you know, you're trying to build up that general awareness is more of like that. What people know is like your very top of funnel performance marketing sort of things. So I would say this is kind of that one area that people like to dip their toes into a lot, but don't necessarily see the results they want. And so they kind of go back in and default into the interest or the ready to buy and scale those up even more. Now, if we go even further down, we go into the broad awareness. So this is think of, you know, large brands like Apple, Microsoft, Nike, Amazon, they're trying to get in the know of people. They're not necessarily just trying to find people. This is something that is obviously the largest in the pyramid and the most broad because you don't really have any caps on what you're trying to target. So I think of this as like TV ads, radio ads, billboard ads, that kind of thing. Billboards ads was probably the most pure form of that just because you're just saying, hey, whoever passes you know, by the billboard, we are showing you the ad and you can go into demos on like region and all that. But you guys kind of get the idea of what I'm saying here. TV ads too, a lot of people can argue, well, we know the demos of the TV ads and connected TV, yes, it kind of blends together with that. I think of TV ads more of like a general sense of TV ads where you're based off of time and channel, but not necessarily like, hey, this is like the actual account that's watching right now kind of thing, whereas connected TV is more geared towards that. Now, I'm no expert in all these, so this is just my general idea behind it, so I'm just gonna preface that again. But I really think that as an advertiser, it's smart to think of Google as not just a bottom of funnel network. I know this is like one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of advertisers do is they think that Google is purely there for all the other channels to then get remarketed to, meaning a user goes to Facebook and then they get remarketed to on Google and then that's all Google's for. This issue happens a lot. It restricts, you know, a lot of agencies from growing along with a lot of businesses from growing as well too. And it's just that mindset that is not, not leveraging all the potential. I would say right off the bat, if you're looking at social versus Google, very slight difference. YouTube is more geared towards the male audience, whereas social is more geared towards the female audience. It's a very, very slight split, but there is some sort of, you know, slight deviation in there. There's a lot of different ways that you can mix and match all of these. For example, you can have Facebook ads be your top of funnel and then Amazon ads be your bottom of funnel. And since it's a trusted, you know, location, meaning people don't think that you're trying to scam them because it's on Amazon and they have a really good policies on there, then you can run into that as being a funnel as well. You can even see the reverse on like the Google side of things. You can say that Google, we do outbound, let's say YouTube for Google, and then we do remarketing on Facebook because Facebook is tied to a specific user. And so you're not going to have, for example, your mom or dad on your Facebook account. You're going to have like you on your Facebook account. Whereas if you're on a Google account, it could be kind of a blend of two, meaning that if you have like a family computer, then you're not going to be as accurate in terms of saying who's on that computer. Now, this is just kind of nitpicking and sort of giving like more of a macro example of things. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of highlight the differences there. So hopefully you guys found some value out of this, just in terms of how I like to think about the general media mix and the size of the audience and then how to leverage it. So if you like the video, give a thumbs up and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be making more of these macro videos for you guys. Uh, yeah, let me know if there's anything else you guys want me to talk about too in these. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google ads agency in the world, you can visit solutions8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google ads campaigns for free 
and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation. Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number eight.com.